It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Lara Murphy, Executive Director, Director of the Stepping Stone Museum, and Kelly Landers, the Social Media and Outreach Coordinator at Stepping Stone. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Leslie. How are you? Very good. Good. Good so, holiday weekend, everyone. Yes. I can't yes. believe it's already... We're at the end of the first week of September already. I know. And that's I my know. first gripe that's going to be also <laughs> part of a great thing. Okay. The It's not a gripe. I love it. But the school buses are back. And, and as we joke here, every single school bus in the system uses some portion of my route <laughs> to true. get to school but the great thing about that is this is going to be a beautiful thing but then a gripe the gripe part is i'm getting old the good thing is right at the head of this road Aww. there's you know the dad yep yep we've uh, we've been doing this show about five years and his dad every morning walks his daughter out to the end of their driveway and she was a little peanut i remember <laughs> when we first started now she's got to be Not sixth grade yes yeah, yes it's a ride. He, he, she gives him a big hug before she leaves. She gets on the bus. He goes, and it's it's a beautiful thing. That's but nice. It, even though it makes me feel old, but it's not about me. <laughs> Isn't it? Just now, a another yes. Um, another gripe. If you're a parent and you take your child to a store, like any no names bargain store that maybe we may have three or four of in the county okay. and your child's five or six and you speak to that child like they're an animal mm -hmm. and you berate them mm -hmm. and you insult them oh. what do you think does that give you that much satisfaction are you that devoid of empathy that you don't realize what you're doing this kid mm -hmm. and I these know. these people are not exactly you know the platonic archetype of physical fitness or intelligence mm -hmm. or industry okay. <laughs> And they just treat their kids. Some Are we allowed to say, by the way, you're making this kid feel horrible. You wouldn't want to be talked to like this. Mm -hmm. But would they get it? I think they might take it out on the kid. You know? Yeah. It, it is sad. I always try and smile at those kids so that they know there are nice people out there. Yeah. It's, and say, it's your just... dress is so cute today, or I love those new sneakers, or just something yep. to keep them going. Yeah. It's uh, just... It just I don't know. It's heartbreaking. We probably won't do anything about this. Probably something we should, though. Um, lastly, um, a gripe and then a hats off. Um, 
Great. We had a horrible storm a week and a half ago. Um, came out of nowhere. Um, first of all, where do you three live in relation to the storm? Because everyone I ask, some people in parts of the county barely got any rain. I was out of town. I was in Ocean City, but I was watching it on the news. I live in Hampton Grace. Lara, where do you live? So um, I live in Baldwin, Maryland, but okay. I was working at Stepping Stone and had to drive through that whole Habitat Grace area. Okay. It was bad. It was very but bad. But Baldwin was sort of spared because it was a little west of the yes, storm, so right? Yes, so there, there was a little bit of rain, but not a whole lot. Which yeah. is amazing. And how about you, Kelly? I'm in Habitat Grace as well. Um, so, yeah, we got hit, you know, not as bad as, you know, like the Darlington area. Just, but, yeah. just west of you. Yes. It was really the cell that stalled. And it was six inches in yeah. like Mary two and a half at hours. The, at our main branch. I mean, she had to sit out the storm. She said she got a lot of work done. So that's the lemonade to the lemon. But, you know, it was scary. But here's my gripe on that. All right. There are people that posted online saying, how can the first responders and the county and emergency services and the police live with themselves? Why didn't they warn everyone not to go out? Why didn't they warn everyone not to drive through water? They did. Um, I was tracking it from where I was, and that's all I saw. Right. Don't. Don't go out, don't drown. What was the phrase? They had a phrase. Turn, turn around, don't, turn around, drown. don't drown. Like. So there was three or four people that I saw posted, like, obviously an axe to grind. But the yeah. good thing about that is our first responders are men and women who yeah. are uh, our road crews and our DPW crews, our police and fire, um, EMTs. Uh, these men and women go into the teeth of that and... They know it's not safe. They save people's lives, and then they work mm-hmm. twenty-hour days for the next week to to Clean take care of it. Take care of it. Yep. So hats off. Yep, they did a great job. Okay, that wasn't no, no. too too whiny, people was it? Think about what they post before they post it, though. Like these are men and women who are risking their lives to save people who maybe are not following directions and not listening to the warnings. So right. Okay. Now let's do some trivia, and Kelly and Lyra are going to make, make me look smart. Are you going to dazzle this morning, ladies? Sure. Excellent. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> okay, number one. How many red stripes are there on the United States flag? Seven. Thirteen. Seven. Six. Bingo, Kelly. Very good. <laughs> now, how do you know that? I actually used to volunteer at Fort McHenry. Okay. How many stars then? Uh, 50. Okay, great, great. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> how, how old was Betsy Ross when? Uh, that I couldn't tell you. She's 24. I, I knew she was young. James Madison at the time was 21. Jefferson was 31. God, they were children. Other than Ben Franklin, they were, uh, you know, Lafayette. He was probably 40. You know? He was about 70 <laughs> okay, at the time. Okay, so he, he was, was old, <laughs> even for those days' standards. That's great, seven. Yep. Okay. Which Christian missionary is said to have banished all the snakes from Ireland? St. Patrick. You must be Irish. Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> Did you know that, Bob? Yes. Okay. I'm half Polish, half Irish, all Catholic. I knew there was Irish. Very ashamed of the institution that is my church now, but we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big gripe that needs its own show. 
Emma Watson is known for playing which character in Harry Potter? Hermione. Never saw it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, really? It's, everybody so says that. Oh, my gosh. I've read this the books, winter, but I've seen the movies. This winter, just sit and watch them. Okay. Not that you have free time. What's her name? J.K. Stein, R.L. Rowling? J.K. Rowling. Nice combination there, though. <laughs> I did my kids' books on the shelves. <laughs> Call Me Ishmael is the opening line from what novel? I was going to talk about that as Were one of my really? gripes. Ladies? Talk away. Answer the question first. Moby Dick. Yes. Good job, Blair. One of my gripes was that, why do they make us read these phenomenal books in high school? We don't get them. I just... <laughs> In the past few months, I've reread The Great Gatsby, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and Moby Dick, and they took my breath away. I didn't have a freaking clue. Um, so all of the stuff that you didn't get, or you got the Monarch notes for mm -hmm. Spike notes or Cliff notes, mm -hmm. which I, I found about thirty Cliff notes <laughs> on my, <laughs> downstairs. Read them again. Amazing. And that's an interesting thing. Um, Hartford County Public Library is sponsoring um, PBS, their um, MPT here in Baltimore, mm -hmm. um, The Great American Read. So there's a list of 100 books that you that are the best reads, yes. yep. and all of those books are on that list. Oh, so it's great. unbelievable. And they, ha if you go to their website, you can print out a really nice PDF list, and you can check it off. And it makes you think about those books that maybe you did read in high school that are on this list of the great American reads, and you're like, I don't even remember that. So. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Best yeah, ever. Great books. And Harry Potter is on that list, too. Is it? FYI. Okay. Yes. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go there. All How right. many were there? The Sorcerer's Gem and the. Seven. Uh, there's uh, seven of them. The, 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 all the Deadly Hallow Gallows yeah. poll or something. Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Seven Prisoner books, eight Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. What is the most common blood type in humans? AB. No. B positive. O positive. O positive. O positive. Yep. That was yep. my eighth guess. <laughs> <laughs> the penny farthing was a popular type of what? This one I did not know. The, the penny farthing was a popular type of what? Currency. I think. Coin. It's not a coin. I thought that's what it was. Stamp? Bicycle? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. big wheel yeah. and the little, the little wheel? Yeah, yeah. They have a couple of those at Mystic Seaport up in Connecticut. Yeah. They'll actually have volunteers ride them around. It's actually really, really neat to watch. Have you ever ridden one? I have not, but I'm just you know fascinated by how you get up on those. Like, Seriously. Wait, that's their first idea. Let's have a bicycle. <laughs> But let's make the front wheel like, you know, you have to have stilts yeah. I mean, to I get on like, it. People standing on each other's shoulders to get I'm out. a little over five feet, and some of those wheels are just about as tall as I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it was before they had gears, so uh, the, the ratio um, for pedaling uh, is a lot easier the wider the circumference. Oh. He's so smart, guys. But what? <laughs> Just that random knowledge you have. How do you know I wasn't making it up. Because <laughs> you looked like you weren't. All right. Which baseball team won the first World Series championship in 1903? The Cubs. No. The Giants. North. Boston Red Sox. Boston Americans. Ooh. I didn't even know that was hmm. a team. That was one I didn't know either. That's a. 
the Boston Americans. Are okay. you going to research that? No, it's just that always I'm interested in droughts mm -hmm. uh, about how long the teams have won. We've just had oh, okay. three three teams, mm -hmm. yep. the Houston Astros, the Chicago Cubs, and the Philadelphia Eagles that have, mm -hmm. they were the f three of the four longest droughts without a championship. Mm -hmm. Did anyway. you watch the game last night? No. They won in the last second. Who did? Philadelphia. Oh, okay. 18 to 12. I'm not, um, I'm, pre I'm pretty much done on college and pro sports for a while. Are you taking a break? Yeah, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> All right, what American music duo released the studio album Sounds of Silence in 1966? Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, see, we're all <laughs> saying our age. Richard? No, I, I knew that. You knew that too, Kelly? <laughs> can you name, can we name all the songs on it? You can, I bet. He loves music and is, has a No, we won't go into that. We'll, the Leaves That Are Green Turn to Brown is the one I think of because of the little girl at the school bus, but <laughs> go ahead. The Cajun Holy Trinity of cooking consists of what three vegetables? Paul Prudhomme, Emeril Lagasse, and, uh... <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna, we could do this. Okra? No. No. These are not specific to that region. It's just Ooh. three random... Onion? Yes. Um... Um... Not broccoli. I think it's onions. Beans? Pe peppers. Bell peppers, yep. Okay. And beans aren't a vegetable, no. they're a legume. Mm -hmm. um, it's a green vegetable. Celery. Long celery, yep. Hmm. Okay. Onions, bell peppers, and celery. Okay, I'll take that. All right. Last but certainly not least, who was the all-time leading point scorer in the NBA history? Um, Michael Jordan. Oh, no, what now it's it? LeBron James? No. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It may be oh. LeBron James since I did this. Okay. But <laughs> when I did it, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You what? guys did awesome. <laughs> we did. I was, you know, and mm -hmm. learned a little about um, Harry Potter. Yes. Okay, we, um, we're going to skip. Um, actually, we're just going to do one little thing on interesting knowledge. Um... Amazon, yesterday, or on Wednesday, um, market capitalization hit a tr trillion dollars. Um, Apple's did uh, last month. We talked and, about that when it did. And it is um, more than the market cap of these 10 companies who were the top 10 market caps in 1967. All, more than all these Combined, IBM, AT&T, Kodak, GM, um, Exxon, Texaco, Sears, General Electric, Polaroid, and Gulf Oil. Wow. Amazon is more than That's those amazing. ten combined. And all he did was start selling things, mm -hmm. not inventing things. Yep. He started with CDs, mm -hmm. uh, with music CDs. Yep. A yep. trillion dollars. I use Amazon a lot. Do you, Bob? Yes, mm -hmm. all the time. I, yes. yes. Um, it's, it's, well, especially, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Why go out, shop, hunt for, hunt for it, plus the prices are great. Yes. So, if yep. you would have a trillion dollars, you realize if there were only two people that own that stock, that each own a half a trillion dollars worth of it. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs>
Dennis <laughs> Miller did that I one. Know. So our, our deficit, our national debt is uh, 19 trillion. You realize if there was only one person in the world, they would owe 19 trillion dollars. <laughs> All righty. You know what? We're gonna skip the news and do it in the third segment. I think. All right. Um, so we can get right to. All the lovely things going on up on Quaker Bottom Road. Do we want to take a little break? Sure. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Lara Murphy, Executive Director of the Stepping Stone Museum, and Kelly Landers, the Social Media and Outreach Coordinator for the same. Oh, you almost made it. I did. <laughs> so close. <laughs> No cigar. Arford County Public Library will host Tim Junkin, the 2018 One Maryland One Book author of Bloodsworth, the true story of the first death row inmate exonerated by DNA evidence. This event is free on October 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Abington Library. Registration at hcplonline.org is requested. The book details the story of Kirk Bloodsworth, an innocent man who faced a death penalty and was freed in 1993 thanks to new technology at the time, DNA testing. He has gone on to become a spokesman against capital punishment. In addition to the author event, 18 book discussion programs will be held at libraries in other locations throughout Harford County through October 25th. For times and locations, visit hcplonline.org or pick up a copy of Headlines and Happenings at any Harford County Public Library. One Maryland, One Book is a program of Maryland Humanities and is presented in Harford County by Harford County Public Library and its partners, Harford County Community College and Harford County Department of Community Services. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harper County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted today to have Lara Murphy, Executive Director of the Stepping Stone Museum, and Kelly Landers, the Social Media and Outreach Coordinator, in the studio with us today. Lara has been, is it Lara or Lara? It's Lara. Lara has been with the museum for a little over a year. As director, her duties include supervising a small staff and a large corps of volunteers, creating and maintaining the museum's budget, writing and administrating grants, overseeing grounds and building maintenance, initiating corporate campaigns, developing marketing strategies, and planning and organizing events, fundraisers, and programs, and on and on and on. <laughs> Kelly has been with Stepping Stone for a little over two years. During her time at Stepping Stone, she has been the site coordinator as well as the volunteer coordinator. Currently, she's the social media and outreach coordinator. Kelly manages the website and all social media, writes e-newsletters for the museum, and does outreach, such as attending Habit of Grace First Fridays as well as other community events. Welcome, Lara and Kelly, and thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you for having us. Yes, and uh, it's great to have you on because we've been up there several times, and it's amazing, um, uh, to the Stepping Stone Museum. But let's start out by telling folks, uh, how do they, how do they get to find out more and, and what, once they're, we're done here and they realize how much more involved they want to be, where they go and, uh, uh, to find out more and what they can do, whether it's giving money, volunteering their time, Okay, helping you with some corporate sponsorships or whatever. So the best thing to do is to visit our website, which is www.steppingstonemuseum.org. 
and that is the best way to find all of the information that they uh, would be interested in. We've got information about what kind of volunteer opportunities are available there, and we have lots of needs for uh, volunteers right now. Um, if you would like to be a corporate partner, a corporate sponsor, we have all of that material on our website as well. Um, if they just want more information about the site and want to know what kind of upcoming events are going to be happening, as that's the website is a great place to take a look at that information as well. Okay. Um, tell us about Stepping Stone Farm Museum. How did it start? Just give a, a overview on what's there. I, I'm always amazed at how much is there when I go there because, um, and I just noticed today, it's 23 acres and 24 structures, which is like... It is. That, which is not easy. Yeah. I'm sure it's not easy. For part-time staff and uh, with majority of um, our majority of our uh, group being volunteers um, and a teeny tiny little staff, it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot of maintenance for us. It's a mm -hmm. lot of work, but we love what we do. Um, we love our volunteers. They're amazing. We can't do what we do without their help. So how did it start? Who do we have to thank and who um, keeps it going? So it started as an organization in 1970. and. Um, the location of the property, some of the buildings are original, and um, some of the buildings, like our blacksmith shop, were moved from Level Road and um, placed there that was um, came there um, in the early 80s. So um, basically, it's it's an organization that has evolved um, over time. We are a private nonprofit, so we're located within the park, but we're not part of the park. Okay. And it's the Stepping Stone Museum Association. Correct. Which, folks, is a uh, 501c3 private, not-for-profit, not funded or maintained by the state of Maryland. This is all blood, yeah. sweat, and, and dedication of uh, the team up there. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So, why did it start? What's its purpose? So, um, Stepping Stone derived its name from um, Jacob Edmund Bull, um, who was the founder of the organization. He had a large collection. And um, he basically thought that this place would be a stepping stone to the past. Oh. So the majority Excellent. of his collection comes from about 1880 to 1920. Um, my understanding is that a lot of the tools actually came from, the, from his father's collection, and he expanded on that to create okay. the museum at his own property. I could watch the, um, the blacksmith work um, forever. I mean, is, is it still... It must be tough to find a blacksmith. Um, so it, it's a it's a skilled um, craft, and so we do have a couple of volunteers that are demonstrating and will come out on our demonstration Sundays, um, which we have right now um, in September and October. And um, so it, it is a, something that's skilled, but our volunteers are more than happy to teach someone how to do it. So oh, if wow. you are interested in doing that, we need more more blacksmiths or others um, that are willing to learn a skill. Our volunteers that do it are more than happy to pass on their information and to teach someone how to, how to do it. Bob, I think uh, that's that would be amazing. You know. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, gotta wear those heavy, thick gloves though and goggles because I'm sure the sparks will be flying. Oh, but it's such a neat—it's uh, oh. it's so neat to watch. I mean, 
really the blacksmith shop is one of our most popular exhibit like areas that. because let's yeah. face it, everybody loves fire. It's cool. Right, right. Um, yeah, and so, they love watching steel get molded. Absolutely, and we're so excited we were finally able to reopen the building this year because last year, uh, in March of last year, after that last round of snow and ice, we had a chimney collapse. So oh. we came into work and there was an entire chimney on the ground that had collapsed inside the building as well. Oh my goodness. Um, and again, as we're a nonprofit, we went... Oh no. <laughs> right, right. And you know, it's not just having a regular mason come in to do those repairs. You have to have somebody that's specialized in historic preservation mm -hmm. to do those repairs. So then, because you're working with a historic building, the cost goes up. Sure. So we had to basically um, have a company come in, take the chimney back down to the ground, rebuild it all the way up, and we had the second chimney reporting it as well. So luckily, Preservation Maryland stepped in. Uh, to help us out a little bit, we were awarded a $10,000 grant to put towards that. Right. So that covered about half the cost, oh but we were able to get some additional donations me. as well. Um, so thank you, Preservation Maryland, if you're listening. Thank you, Preservation Maryland. <laughs> thank you to all those who have donated to help us out because we were so excited to reopen that building this year. It was it was a huge, um, huge win for us to get that open this year because we had to close for an entire year. Fantastic. And again, folks, uh, there's a lot of things going on up there that you could not have your name on. I might want to speak on what kind of program you have for people giving money, but you could uh, make happen because there's nothing more, uh, I think there's nothing more enriching or educational than to actually get steeped in what, how the, those that came before us got through their day and uh, their skills and knowledge that was passed down without computers, without uh, CAD CAM. Instruction manuals. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about Demonstration Sundays uh, quickly. Um, uh, folks can find out about that on the on the website? So, yes, they can find that on the website. So on Sundays, we are open from uh, 1 to 5, and it's called our Skilled Craftsman Sundays. And they will be able to see one or two demonstrators at least um, each Sunday that they come. And they'll be in one of our shops, like the blacksmith shop they were talking about. We also have a wood shop. Um, we have a weaving shop, uh, and so there's different shops that they'll be able to see someone someone working or be able to get a tour of the shop. Um, we have volunteers that do a great tour mm -hmm. of our cannery. Um, and this Sunday coming up is we will have um, Lou, who is one of our fantastic blacksmiths, and he will be in the blacksmith shop this Sunday. This Sunday? Yes. From 1 to 5? Correct. I'm going to come see Lou. Go see Lou and sign up. I want you to be a blacksmith. You need yeah. another job, right? Yeah. I just like you're making loud noises. It's all it's, good. It's, it's fantastic. Okay, so two, uh, first, the first, the, one of the signature events coming up, and I've been to this, it's fantastic. Um, the Fall Harvest, September 29th and 30th, which I can't believe already is. Mm -hmm. Is it, it, it upon us? Is what three Close. weeks from tomorrow? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, September 29th and 30th at Stepping Stone Farm Museum from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day. Tell us about that. So, um, we have lots of activities for families going on. So, we have apple butter making, uh, we also have um, apple pressing, they can uh, bob for apples, um, we'll have um, um, the uh, 
our little corn crib um, will be out and they'll be able kids will be able to play in the corn um, so we, we've got a lot of different things um, coming coming up um, they'll also of course be able to see the animals our animal volunteers usually um, we have sheep and, and goat that are there and the chickens that they can see but our animal volunteers bring rabbits as well with them so oh, wow. there's a lot of different different animals to see um, we also have pumpkin painting that day um, we have scarecrow making which is extremely popular oh, um, you can even do a very dapper scarecrow if you want and to have them dressed in ties um, besides you know a shirt and pants uh -huh. so um, it's it's a great time for families to spend some time with us and get to know the site Bluegrass music? We have bluegrass music as well. Cadence will be there. Um, we're also going to have a jazz trio there on Saturday as well. And then on Sunday, we will have Copper Penny. Now the jazz trio, is it's also the jazz trio that's playing at... Um the uh, Have It A Grace Opera House, isn't it the same? I forget the uh, name of it. Jazz trio that's going to be there is Smooth Groove. Oh, okay. Excellent. What, what, the, what is it with apple bobbing? <laughs> what's the what's the attraction? I don't know what the history of it is. I but mean, I there's, loved it as a there's kid. it's like well, we're gonna have waterboarding. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> filthy when you think about it, but it is fun. Yeah. Oh, the kids get such yes. a kick out of it. Okay, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, they love you just getting wet, especially the little ones. Yeah, they think it's fun to just to play in the water and not get in trouble. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and you're gonna have food vendors there. Absolutely. Yes, we will. We will have food trucks. Food trucks there. Um, the Moo Mobile there, um, which is ice cream. Okay. So um, definitely, you know, come hungry, and um, you'll be able to get something good to eat. Cattle um, corn, apple butter, yes. mums, not for eating, for, uh, <laughs> for, for purchase. <laughs> Apples, I guess you get to keep the one you bob for. Yes. Pumpkin painting. Pumpkin yes, painting. pumpkin painting. We also have craft vendors there. It's a large craft fair as well. Nice. So everything is either arts and crafts or it's agriculturally related. Um, so there's some also more good food um, as, that you can take home with you, um, as well as you know find some you know fall arts and crafts that you like and buy those as well. Um, tell us again um, for this event. Do you still need volunteers? Absolutely. Yes, we do. That's a big definite. Okay. Absolutely. Um, resounding yes. And we've folks. got lots of places that we can put you somewhere on the property. And I bet it's fun to volunteer at this it, event. It more is than fun anything. because yeah. you know you can do um, you can do uh, basically like you can devote three hours and then you can walk around the site for the remainder of mm -hmm. the day. So it's a good it's a good deal mm -hmm. um, because you would be able to get to work a little bit and then mm -hmm. get to enjoy the festival. Mm -hmm. How, how, what ages? Can kids or teens volunteer? So teens can volunteer. Um, if you are a freshman in high school to a senior in high school is that you're allowed to be there by yourself. Um, we do take um, children that are younger, but they have to come with a parent and the parent has to volunteer as well. <coughs> no babysitting services, right? No babysitting <laughs> services, no. Well, um, my, I th I'm just thinking the Boys and Girls Club. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Because um, it would be very educational for them, and we have so many programs um, for the kids. And um, part of our um, Keystone Club and Torch Club, which is leadership and community. Yes, you know so I mean? we actually, we do have Honor Society and Keystone um, students oh. um, that are participating and are Great. volunteering at the event. But it doesn't mean that we don't need more volunteers. That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely okay. right. 
This is our biggest fundraiser of the year, and it is an all-hands-on-deck event for our volunteers, and we could really use the extra help in, in making this a success for us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the phone number, because I'm guessing a lot of times people will take down the website, but if when the show is over, is there a number they can call because they may, they get, may get to be in their bonnet, or in the pun, um, <laughs> and want to talk to someone about volunteering? Right. Uh, who could, what what numbers should they call or numbers? So um, they can talk to our new volunteer coordinator. Her name is Chelsea Perry, and um, the phone number is 410-939-2299. And we actually have a volunteer page on our website as well. <coughs> so it's just steppingstonemuseum.org slash volunteer. And you can uh, take a look there as well as you know, potential opportunities or if there's a gold star project or a service project you want to do, there's a contact us form right there on the website that goes directly to Chelsea's email and she can respond to you from there. So yeah. trying to make it easy for everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for Chelsea. <laughs> well, Chelsea's one of our new staff members and she's doing a fantastic job, so I am sure that she will get back to anyone that is interested in volunteering. Oh, thank and, you. And, that's and she great. started out as a volunteer herself, so she already oh, knows wow. the property really well, so she's hitting the ground running and she's doing a fantastic job so far. Great. And we also need a lifeguard for the apple bobbing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, again, um, do you have to pre-register for it? Does it make sense to uh, the Paul Harvest? So, if they want to go online and, again, visiting our website at www.steppingstonemuseum.org, is there is a place where they can, if they want to pay by credit card, that they can do that um, when they arrive the day of on the site, is that we really request that they bring cash only. So make sure that they bring cash with them um, so that they can use cash at the gate as well as for all of the craft vendors and anything else that they want to buy on site. Yes, we do have an Eventbrite link to purchase tickets online on our website through the Fall Harvest page, which makes it easy. Um, however, um, we just unfortunately lack Wi-Fi at the gatehouse. So if you buy tickets online, please bring your ticket with you. Um, or, again, or flash we, your phone. Or, or flash mm -hmm. your phone. Um, but yeah, cash definitely works easiest for us at the mm -hmm. gatehouse. Mm -hmm. And Plus, how much are tickets? So, tickets are $10 for adults and children 12 and under are free. So it's a great no value for a family. Yes, absolutely. And if you become a member of the museum, You're lying. if you become a member of the museum, then you can attend for the event for free also. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I noticed on a lot of your other programs that, um, uh, members are free. Uh, to attend, and sometimes yes. there's charges for non-members. So, one member, the, buying a membership can pay for itself with one event. Absolutely, much. a family membership is fifty dollars, but that will get you passes to come to at least two events, mm -hmm. and um, and then you get special <clears throat> members-only programs that are available to you. So it's a great benefit by becoming a member of the museum. Mm -hmm. And also, when you pay cash at the gate, it it, it makes it move more quickly yes and yes. plus uh the 501c3 does not get charged the usurious credit card absolutely uh transaction charge which can be probably in your case one and a half percent right? um it's actually it's more than that so thank you for mentioning that yes yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and usurious i meant in, in a nice way <laughs> thanks for prefacing that <laughs> no they have a uh, expenses too but a lot of people don't realize when you use the credit card it takes a lot more time 
afterwards the process and it is a hefty charge so if, if you're to ten dollars it could be two bucks yeah especially that, for a nonprofit, those fees do hurt us a little bit but at the same time we've got to be able to make it easy for our sure. public to come on site sure people don't carry cash anymore exactly you know right so um steppingstonemuseum.org uh three weeks from tomorrow and sunday Jeez. september 29th and 30th um now, Leslie, since you had such excellent elocution, Ooh. do you want us to tell us the name of the next big fundraiser? I am not afraid of all the P's in this okay. sentence. Pictures for Preservation Photography Fundraiser. Positively perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Even and the punctuation. This, this sounds like an awesome event. I can't wait to hear more about it. So this is the first year that we are doing this event, and we have uh, five photographers that have partnered with us. They are giving us um, their time, um, their talent, um, to do the photography sessions. And um, so it's a great opportunity. This is in the peak of fall season, so the leaves are just absolutely gorgeous on the site and it's just a great time to be able to do a session with your family um, and great time to do holiday cards mm -hmm. pictures um, just family photos that you want to have so it's it's really great and all of the money goes right back to the site to help support our uh, building maintenance and ground grounds maintenance but it's not, it's not where people put their faces in those ovals. No, no, no. We've got professional photographers that are going to be there, and they they do a great job with um, you know sta staging families, and uh, you will wind up with great pictures. And the place just photographs so beautifully. Oh, yeah, We've got 23 that. acres there, and we're breaking up the property into eight zones for okay. this uh, particular event. So um, once people. Uh, once people actually purchase their session, we can confirm if they have a zone preference, but we've got views of the Susquehanna River from there. Mm -hmm. We can actually, uh, from one vantage point, we can actually see down to the Conowago Dam. Oh, my word. Uh, and it's gorgeous. We've got um, 23 acres of just mm -hmm. rustic beauty back there. It really is one of Harper County's most beautiful hidden gems. And essentially, everybody forgets what's essentially in their own backyard. Right, right. Um, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's one of the things that keep our staff and our volunteers coming back every day. Uh, I do the, orient me. Is it above the dam or below the dam? We are below the dam. Okay. Um, I, 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 whenever, whenever I go up there, I'm always, I'm always shocked to look at a map and realize that all that stuff is in the southern half <laughs> of Harford County. Like, mm -hmm. Route, route right. 1 is like the dividing line, right, isn't right. it? And I always, being in Bel Air, I always assumed Havre de Grace was up there. But it's really over there. Oh, and uh, Kelly is showing us an amazing view down some rolling hills right to the dam. Yep, that's actually taken right there in our orchard behind the wood shop and blacksmith shops. So. And that is I mean, one of that, the zones that you that can choose so for our pictures for preservation. Yeah. That if, if you want that, that particular spot, that you can choose that. And you've got several different options yeah. that a photographer can use um, as a backdrop. Wow, so, and what a beautiful holiday card that would be. That is November 3rd. Correct. That is November 3rd. Um, most of our events do not have rain dates, but that one does. The rain date is November 4th. And uh, uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Correct. And again, uh, there's plenty. Uh, they could find out everything they need to know by going to steppingstonemuseum.org. Mm -hmm. Picks for preservation. Yep, absolutely. So we've got five photographers that are donating their time, and then we have an Eventbrite link to each photographer 
on the website so they can pick the photographer they want pick that time um, some of them are actually selling already which is great for us we'd awesome. love to see more uh, fill in um, but yeah H1 has their own photography link uh, which makes it easy for them and is there a cost for this for it the is okay Yes, so it is $120 for a mini session, which is 30 minutes. Okay. Which yeah. is also great because, yep. if, especially if you're dealing with getting three or four kids um, to, to stay still and not be frowning at their little sister and... <laughs> um, Etc. Absolutely, and and these are professionals. These mm -hmm. these are people that do this. You know, this is their job. Uh, whether it's their primary uh, position or if, if it, even if it's a side business, these are not amateurs with just a cell phone. These right. have got the professional equipment. They right. know what right. they're doing. They know how to wrangle kids. Absolutely. So this will cover up to a family of six, um, um, and uh, each each session gets three digital images from their photographer. Oh, so they can great. reprint them off as, as they like. Or if they want to purchase additional, they can go through the photographer and do that that way. Um, so we've got lots and lots of options. If we have a family that wants to do uh, two zones, we can do that. We just ask that they purchase an additional session with mm -hmm. that photographer or mm -hmm. another photographer. So again, it's a fundraiser for mm -hmm. us and it's gonna support our historic buildings. You know, things like the blacksmith shop, which was built mm -hmm. in 1883, moved here in 1983. Um, the farmhouse, that is over 200 euros old that's uh, we have an estimated date on that about 1771 so historic buildings are not cheap <laughs> but they're gorgeous and, and we love to, to keep them around um, and let's mention the photographers at least um, a few of them Cincy photography yeah. yes Ashley Rearman photography mm -hmm. Alicia McCaslin photography lay in the breeze photography wonderful name uh, and naturally on purpose photographer, photography, um, fundraiser, <clears throat> go there, get um, beautiful background and also really reasonable. You know you want to do it and you don't want to, you know, why not combine schlepping the family out for the photos you know you have mm -hmm. to take with a beautiful day in the fall. And then you'll be done when the holidays roll around. Absolutely. You just relax and shop. Think about those gorgeous fall colors that oh, everyone yeah. wants to have in the back of their uh, holiday photos yeah. before they send them out to the family across the U.S. Like I said, the site really just does photograph beautifully and we've got so many um, so, so much availability as far as backdrops and, and whatnot because it's all natural. It's absolutely gorgeous. So folks, be proactive for once in your yeah. life. <laughs> you know, don't go looking for you know, at Ollie's for Christmas cards or holiday cards at, on December 18th. That's right. Get the photos on November 3rd from 8 to 5 p.m. <laughs> at <laughs> at Stepping Stone Farm Museum. Rain date. The November 4th, 4th okay. yes, the following day. <laughs> okay. What else? We have Harford Holiday Traditions. Um, December 8th. Immaculate Conception. <laughs> holy, day, holy day of obligation. Yes, holy day of obligation. Okay. Uh, you caught her off guard. 
December 8th, Saturday, 3 to 8 p.m. Tell us about Hartford Holiday Traditions. So this also is going to be a new event for us. We wanted to really have a community feel to it. So we will be having um, local high school choral groups and band groups um, coming out. Um, we also are going to have the um, buildings as it gets dark. The buildings um, and the pathways will be illuminated. Um, we're going to have a period circa 1900 Christmas tree in the farmhouse that'll be decorated and the farmhouse will be decorated with um, period decorations as well. We have a Father Christmas that's going to be coming out for families as well as a Punch and Judy show which was very typical at the time for holidays for uh, families to be enjoying um, puppet shows. And um, they can also make um, wooden ornaments so it'll be a craft station that families can do and make wooden ornaments as well. You gotta so, need volunteers for that. We do, <clears throat> and we need volunteers for that as well because we'll have volunteers at all types of, of stations. We're also planning on doing a um, gingerbread s'more station. We have a fire pit oh on gosh. site, and oh so um, there's gonna be all kinds of fun things going on for families that day, but we will also need lots of help. And again, stepping, should we stick them on? Um, <laughs> on um, on Chelsea as well? Yes, yes. yes. So Chelsea will be also <laughs> accepting volunteers for that for that event as well. Chelsea Perry, 410-939-2299. And I see one here. Is it this event? It's appropriate for adults and children over eight who have proper table manners and are able to pay attention for now. So that one is our Christmas Carol tea. Um, and we have two seatings for that. That is on December 16th. But can I get, like, a special permission? Because I have neither. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, He'll need his own table. <laughs> so, no. Can you dunk? If, if, you, if you have a child that you know is extremely well-behaved and you think would be a great fit for the tea, you know, please, out my please buy, buy a ticket for them. <laughs> okay. And that's also, I, I see all these things are on the website. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Christmas Carol tea, that's one we've been running for the uh, a few years now. And a lot of people really, really love that event. So we're, we're excited to have Alyssa uh, come back again with us. as, And she presents the program as fan, um, Ebenezer Scrooge's sister. Ah. Was she, is she mean as well, Ebenezer Scrooge's no. sister? No, she wasn't. She, she, she portrays someone who's very nice and friendly. <laughs> oh, okay. The tickets for that are $25. They're available through our website. Um, we have an event bright link right there on the website for you. And female spies of World War II tea. Oh, female spies of World War II. <laughs> a tea. A tea. <laughs> October 23rd. Um, so, yes, yeah, so um, Alyssa will be coming back to, uh, well, I, I that will be the first time that she'll be on the site. That's October 21st. It's also a Sunday. And she will be coming and talking about um, uh, female spies' role during World War II. World War II. So it'll be an, interest, an, an interesting show. And alpacas. Ooh. Yes, so we have alpacas from Three Oaks Farm that are coming, and that is a special members-only program. Ah. So it, to, um, I would encourage to become a member. You can have uh, family and friends and bring them with you, but you have to register for the program so that we know how many people to expect. Okay. Stepping, so, uh, stepping see now. Ah, it's not so funny now, is easy, it? Easy for me to say. <laughs> Steppingstonemuseum.org. 
Org. Laura Murphy, Executive Director, and Kelly Landers, Social Media and Outreach Coordinator. Thanks for coming on, ladies. And this this is great. This is an absolute. You know, it's within 15 minutes of all of us, and it's fantastic. So, mm-hmm. stop. Just get off your keisters and go out and do it. And I'm going to go do some blacksmithing. I think that is your calling, more so than the woodworking. They, they both fascinate me. Hey, we've got uh, people that do both. We have a volunteer, Bridget, who's um, she's our volunteer wheelwright, which is actually a combination of woodworking and blacksmithing, and she's actually teaching herself how to do that. So, wow. yeah, you can easily do one or the other. Or do both. Um, I'm interested, because my daughter is traveling the country with a friend, and they're doing puppet shows and crafts in a converted school bus, and they've created all these human-powered tools and grinding and milling and band saws and everything. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go learn this stuff, and she's going to wonder where I got it from. She's going to put say, you to work. Stepping Stone Museum is where I got it. That's right. Do you mind sticking around, ladies? We have another five, seven, eight minutes. We're going to talk about some library events. Sure, no problem. Yep. And, you know, we're going to ask you the question. What would you tell your 21-year-old self if you can go back and tell your 21? We, we, we won't ask you yet. We'll let you sweat <laughs> and think about it. Okay. What's going on at the library? Nothing, I assume. I know. We're just taking a break this fall. Um, actually, we have some really awesome things coming up. Um, you know, we talked a little bit uh, before the show started about the One Maryland, One Book program that we are a part of. It's a wonderful program organized by Maryland Humanities and um, the author this year is Tim Junkin and he wrote the, the book Bloodsworth um, and it is about, it's a Maryland, he's a Maryland author, he lives on the eastern shore and the book centers on um, Mr. Bloodsworth who was uh, convicted of rape and murder and was sentenced to life in prison, and he maintained his innocence the whole entire time. Um, and this was back in, you know, before we had all the DNA, DNA testing and all of the um, <clears throat> tools that we have now for uh, crime scene investigation. And he was the first man who utilized. He reached out to lawyers. He spent all of his time in jail reaching out to try and get people to help him because he knew he was innocent. And he used DNA to exonerate, and he was freed, and now he is a capital punishment spokesperson. Obviously, he became very um, vocal about this, and he has spent the remaining years really spending a lot of time helping other innocent people also get out of jail. So the book is fascinating. He is going to be visiting um, the author, Tim Junkin, is going to be visiting our Aberdeen branch on Tuesday, October 2nd at 7 p.m., Registration is encouraged. It's open now. We already have about 100 people signed up for it. So if you're interested, um, I would definitely get it on your calendar. Register if you can. Our doors are open that night, so you can just come if it's last minute. You don't have to register. And it's going to be an absolutely amazing evening. Um, he'll. We are going to be selling his book that night. He will sign the book for you. We'll do pictures. So it's going to be a really great event. But the, there is a size... Ma- uh, attendance maximum, I assume. So yes, yes. HCPL online, hcplonline.org. Correct. For folks to register. Yep. Correct. Correct. Um, and then right after that happens, we have our gala on October 13th, and this year the theme is the pink edition, 
and it centers a little bit on the time frame of the Pink Panther. So leading up to that, this, this next Thursday, September 13th, we're going to have a happy hour at Horizon Cinemas um, in Falston, and um, we're going to show the movie A Shot in the Dark, which is a Peter Sellers movie, Pink Panther movie. We're going to have snacks that have been donated by ShopRite, which is they're a big... Um, a big supporter of the Hartford County Public Library Foundation. Um, there'll be an open bar, and we are also going to reveal our live auction items for the gala. And let me tell you, we had a meeting yesterday. We have some amazing packages this year. Bob, one of them, you are going to lose your mind over. Can't tell, tell me yet. what it is. No. Is Derek uh, Hopkins yes, doing? Yes, he is. Uh, yes, he is. The uh, auctioneering. Yes. Yes. And so that's September thirteenth is the happy hour. Correct. At uh, Horizon Center. What time? Correct. It starts at 5 o'clock and it'll go till 8. Okay. And we have a whole theater reserved for us. You can sit down and watch the movie if you want. You don't have to. We'll have mixing and mingling as well. But you can't talk during the movie. Well, you know we're talkers, so we probably will. <laughs> That's not... Does your dog bite? You know that from the no, movie? No, no. From this particular Clouseau. movie? Inspector Clouseau. Uh... Uh, he's um, sitting, I guess, in front of his his home in Paris, and someone's walking by, and there's a dog there, and he's sitting on the stoop, and says, "Prince says, does your dog bite?" He goes, "No." So the guy went to pet the dog, and the dog bit him. He said, "I thought you said your dog didn't bite." He goes, "That's not my dog." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the humor, the humor. Always get all the facts. Don't assume. That is true. That is true. Um, and then I just have a few other things to mention. At our Joppa Library, we are featuring a program that I think is very important. Um, as Hartford County is on the water in so many areas, we're uh, hosting a boating skills and seamanship course. And it is um, the eight sessions long. The first session begins on Monday, September 10th. And it is given by the U.S. Coast Guard, um, and the eight-session courses will cover boating safety, how to trailer your boat safely, how to read charts, rules of the road, things like that that are important to first-time boaters, as well as people who have been boating for a while, um, just to, to refresh their memory. There's a small charge for materials, and you can call 410-679-6858 to register and to get some more information. We, um, when my daughter was very young, we went to vote and we brought her and she started crying when we got out and realized we were going into a school. She said, I thought we were going boating uh, instead of voting. <laughs> uh, you need to enunciate better, I guess. Yes. Um, and then, as many of you know, Hartford County is the lead organization for Choose Civility Hartford County and we have a lot of programs. Um, in the library this fall that are centered around that and we have one happening Monday September 10th at the Bel Air Library from 5 to 7:30, and it is so kind s-e-w-k-i-n-d um, you can stop by and sew a project that will be donated to a local charity so we have a lot of different options for you to select um, and you can find out more information at hcplonline.org excellent excellent work thank you so your CEO goes out of town and nothing stops. <laughs> it just keeps going. It does. It does. 
She's Man. a good leader that way. She keeps us going. Great team mm -hmm. she's put together. Mm -hmm. And a very pretty grandchild. Oh, uh, he's adorable. He's getting so big. All of her grandchildren are cute. Um, but this one's grown fast. She's granny nannying <laughs> this week. <laughs> yes, and she said, uh, I saw her post something like, exhausting morning. I think she would, everyone thought she was posting exhausting for her grandson, but I think she was talking about herself. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, we do want to mention one other thing, um, just because uh, these folks are, do so much for the community and um, they are having an event, a community appreciation event, McComas Family Funeral Home. Um, it's free. It's um, the proceeds go to Senator Bob Hooper House. Oh, that's nice. And um, Howard McComas and the rest of the family and his team, they just always give back. And they are celebrating their 210th year in business in Hartford County. Wow. Which is truly amazing um it's a week from tomorrow saturday september 15th from one to four free and open to the public there will be food barbecue family fun the deer creek band 50 50 and again it's the sincerely appreciation to the public and everything goes to the senator bob uh hooper house you can um what's the best way oh um on Eventbrite, go to uh, 210bbq.eventbrite.com. That's 210bbq.eventbrite.com. Free and fun. What can you, what can you argue Seriously. with Seriously. Okay, and we have two minutes left. So we're going to follow up on some of the trivia, especially for Kelly. Uh oh <laughs> So the... Um, the Great Seal of the United States and the National Bird, okay. as you know, because Kelly worked, uh, mm -hmm. on something tells me you've done a lot of work on this front. We'll see. Do you know, and that supposedly, uh, you can maybe confirm this, I don't know, that Ben Franklin and a committee, they were first going to choose the turkey as, yes. as the national bird, and they chose the eagle. Do you know some of the reasons why they chose the eagle? Not a hundred percent. I wish I knew more uh, well, that kind of trivia, but sadly I, I don't. I, well, I didn't want to, I shouldn't have rubbed it in your face. I just should have told <laughs> you why. <laughs> I'll bet you don't know this, Marty Pan. <laughs> um, they chose it, A, because it's a bird that can fly very high above storms. And secondly, it's the only bird without a crown. That's the bald eagle. And having just broken free then, of yes. the monarchy, and so, and the Great Seal, which they designed, is the eagle in the Great Seal has thirteen um, olive leaves, okay. olive there branches in nice. one talon. Mm -hmm. Is it talon or claw? Talon is talon. just one of the fingers. Talon, and it's talons, and it's left talons, mm -hmm. and the right is. Uh, 13 arrows, meaning we've, uh, we are for peace, but we will defend oh. ourselves. And uh, it's a pyramid, mm -hmm. and um, the left side of the pyramid is dark, representing the West, okay. which is uh, as yet mostly unexplored, but something okay. that um, even then they were thinking about expanding. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I did not know that. We'll never know. And along the seven 
red stripe. I want to know what they would tell their 21-year-old self. Oh, that's right. I forgot all yeah. about that. Who wants to go first? That's interesting, I bet. Gosh. <laughs> Lara? Lara, um, it's, it's six years ago for you. <laughs> right, yes. Two years ago for Kelly, so try to think back that far. Um, I would say at that time, I, you know, I was in college and um, doing what I do now is uh, I was majoring in historic preservation. I didn't realize probably all of the heavy lifting and how much moving <laughs> of things that I would wind up doing. So I think I would tell my 21-year-old self that it, it was, yes, I would be preserving um, history and historic structures, but it also it would involve a lot of physical labor as well. <laughs> so go to the gym more. That's what you would tell your 21-year-old yes. self. You can't just look at it just be, uh, because we can. Right. Wait, wait. So we can look at it. You can't just look at it. You have to move it around. Okay, Ms. Kelly? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, 21. Oh, let's... It could be anything. One woman answered, um, oh, I would tell my 21-year-old self, honey, those jeans don't fit. <laughs> right. Oh, um, I guess I'd say you never know who's going to come back around in your life. Okay. Um, I... You know, my, I, it's, it's what happened with my husband mm -hmm. and I. We met years ago when I was 16. He was 18. We actually worked at the Bel Air Kmart, if you can remember that, before it closed. Oh but we were coworkers back then, and we lost contact for a few years. And sure enough, a few years later, I ran into him uh, at a mutual friend's apartment, mm -hmm. and I was so excited to see him. And uh, we realized quickly that at the time that we were both single, and was like, Hey. More <laughs> so um, we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary uh, last year. We've got two gorgeous little girls. So. Oh, congratulations! Uh, yeah, it's just you know, you, uh, you know, being a 21-year-old, you know, I hadn't started dating him yet, mm -hmm. and it was just you know, it, it's funny how people come mm -hmm. back around in their lives, and you were and, open to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I never would have expected to marry the guy I met at 16 and right. at Kmart, <laughs> right. but I did. Right. Well, did you think about him at all during the? the hiatus and say I wonder no, I'd like to see him again not really I mean it, I hope you're not listening <laughs> <laughs> hi Josh <laughs> I do. she loves you we can see it in her I eyes do. I do I her do. eyelashes are fluttering <laughs> they are but yeah, I, I I wasn't thinking of him really at 21 I was in college at that point and I was also working mm -hmm. so I mean he wasn't really there in my mindset, you know, I always remember him from as coworker as this, this sweet, goofy guy, mm -hmm. and and he's still that way. Mm -hmm. That's good, <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, I mean, he wasn't really in my mind then. But again, just kind of running into him. I think I was about twenty-two when we first started dating, but um, so I was still younger. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. I That's never great. would have expected that, you know, mm -hmm. at 16 or, or 21, right. that this was the guy I was going to end up marrying. Right. Well, Josh, sweet and goofy is the best way to be. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. All right, guys. That's all the time we have today for the Hartford Edge. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.